Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Craving some great 80s music? Play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. I got my mind Love Chris Evans. Woo! Love the 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. All right, Vassus, over to you. You may recognise our next guest if you've ever watched a television. Best known for hosting Total Wipeout and Richard Hammond's Workshop, he's also part of a little-known trio who do car shows. Their latest Grand Tour Sand Job is available now on Amazon Prime Video. So high time we cross-examined Richard Hammond. All right, Richard. Morning. Great intro, by the way. I was big in that one. I liked it. That it was, was good. a cracker. Yep. Yep. Uh, Richard, before we get into what you do for a living, let's talk about Steve Wright. Oh, no. It, I know. Genuine, genuinely, it just took the ground out from under my feet when I heard that news. And the same for the whole nation. Uh, I, I think, and you, you said it this morning, uh, he was so good at what he did that he sort of slipped into the, the national consciousness. We just, he was just there. Yeah. And I don't think we realised what we had until it was taken away. Genuinely, yeah. it was a real national Oh, grief. it was a body blow, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, we were all shook to the core. Obviously, the news came out of nowhere. Uh, you were in Canada. You're still emotional about oh, it. Oh, I can't. It's, it's, I don't, don't, don't I chatted to a started. few folk at the radio station where I worked last. Uh, and they were absolutely flawed. And I think it was, it's when he's taken away, then you realise what he was to us. And I, for me, he was summed up two words, joy and craft. Joy, he absolutely spread joy. It totally. I remember in 82, that's why I got into this business. Listening to him, Dave Doubledex and all of that in the yeah, afternoon yeah. was just extraordinary. He was your hero, wasn't he? Oh, entirely, entirely. I mean, I, I, I yeah, absolutely worshipped him. In fact, when I, when I got the call to go on his show... Yeah, I know. So years and years, <laughs> it was like, that, that's actual Steve right on the other side of that glass. It's, I know, and, and just Also, hearing his voice, that was the sound of, that's why I'm in this business. <laughs> A similar moment when, when years and years and years and years later, so I, I was obviously no good at radio because <laughs> you're quite good at radio. Not really, um, I ended up in TV. It's where we go when we can't do radio, which is the finer <laughs> craft. Um, and the first time I heard the Top Gear theme tune, it was oh brilliant! Top, well, wait a minute, I'm on it. And it was the same with Steve Wright. I sat down and I heard, oh, Steve's. Oh, hang on, I'm on the show with him. I better yeah. think of something to say. He was just. Did it, you learn anything from him? Um, yeah, application. Uh, he, I, I said on the day we learned about it, two words: joy and craft. Joy, he spread joy. But yeah, he did it through craft, and he studied it, didn't he? The yeah. stories of him hopping on the flights over to New York to sit in a hotel room listening to radio stations. Um, it didn't happen by accident. You it's know, application. I wrote yesterday in the paper about about. The, the he called it the big show. Lesman called his show the big show as yeah. well, and. Steve, you know, I said that he, he he couldn't have been more. The only way he could have been more American is if he'd have taken up arms and wrapped himself in the stars and stripes. But that was as further as he could have gone because he was so Americanized. He loved American popular culture. And you've worked in America. I used to live in America and I worked a bit in America. 
And because it's such a younger country, it has this—it has that irrepressibility of youth, even though you know it's four, five hundred years old as a nation that we just don't have. And he brought that back, and he brought the 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 stature, the size, the optimism, the aspiration, uh, the energy of a, a kid in a classroom, and and the, but then gave it he fr- he gave it the the craftsmanship of a professional, but it had that sort of dualistic nature to it, and then it ex- at two o'clock every day it just exploded like it was so un-British. That's the key. It was also it was shamelessly so. Yeah. So calling it the big show, starting every text with "I love the show." Yeah. But he managed all of that brash, outgoing yep. confidence, but with amazing humility. I mean, he, he loved all of that, but he hated a compliment. Oh, I couldn't stand it. But that's, that's what makes it genuine, yeah, yeah. in that he was doing that as a performance. The only parallel I can draw is motorsport yep. in the US. They're absolutely shameless. Look, we want to race around in circles to see whether the blue car <laughs> is faster than the red car. Who really cares? So we better put on a massive show. Yeah. So in them, I went to a NASCAR race, and it opened with, I kid you not, a semi driving around the track with these huge stars and stripes off the back of it. Yeah. And the fighter jet fly over because they realise, OK, we better put on a really big show because yeah. people buy tickets to watch this yeah. and that's what enables us to go racing. So let's make it massive. And kind of that's what Steve did with his radio show. People want to be entertained. Yeah. And therefore, I'm going to dial it up to 11. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest, I was hoping I'd hear you this morning on about 8. <laughs> Sorry about but that. But you come straight <laughs> off holiday on 11, haven't you? Well, I came, but- yeah, and, and so emotionally charged as yeah. well. The thing about the American thing, it's not dissimilar to what the Grand Tour is. You know, it's just a massive version of what other people have done in the past. You now do a massive version of what you used to do in the past, and that's the <laughs> Wilman kind of super, epic yeah. kind of yeah. Ridley Scott Scottesqueness to it all. Um, so that's that, Steve. We could talk about Steve forever. Um, uh, honestly, it's the sole reason I'm in this. Bit. In 1982, yeah. the Hammond family had their first holiday. We went abroad. Right. Went to France. <laughs> Used different money and everyone at the ferry. It was just the most amazing. It was the best year. It was yeah. really exciting. Uh, and we'd, we were picking up his radio show in Deauville. And we were on one of those four-seater bicycles that you pedal along. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget, I was doing all my... I used to impersonate all the people on his show. Yeah. Double, double Decks, all of that lot. Yeah. I was... 12 and obsessed and weirdly my mum dropped me a text on the day we heard about it and recalled that exact moment wow. and that was kind of the moment I ended up going into this business well I'm here sure you are did because of him uh, yes. atop, atop your very own mountain with your mates again um Richard Hammond the Grand Tour sand job did any other title get a look in <laughs> nope <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's honestly we're great it was man. so funny like straight away sand job all oh, right okay uh, we're uh, in okay there we're in is. everyone turn the lights off <laughs> I'd Shut say, the door, we're in. Do you know, a lot of the names, um, I don't want to give credit where it isn't due, but a lot of the names came from Amazon. Right. From their own team. And you know how you, you've done this for long enough to know. Generally speaking, there's yeah. those of us on this side of it, prancing about doing what we all do. Yeah. And then there's all the suits doing what they all do and just leave them to do it. Um, the, the last thing you'd want from them is an idea or a contribution. That ain't going to work. Um, they've come up with most of the titles. And they're, they're phenomenal. They they're are. really, really good. Right, why might it... Because sand job. Uh, because there's a lot of sand. We're in Mauritania, yeah. um, which is, is built of sand. It's about four times the size of the UK, but with about four million people in it. It's empty. Um, so hence the reference to sand. There's OK, so um, the, there's the very the famous rally, the Paris, 
Paris Dakar rally. Yes. Uh, you do the fun bit without the boring bit at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just do the last bit to Dakar. So we set out with you'll you'll know about this, and I don't want to bore you um, about cars, but uh, Lamborghini are doing them, uh, Porsche do one. They all do these like Dakar jacked up versions of yeah. supercars. So we open with, oh look, they're making these, but they're about a quarter of a million quid. We In can... a studio, like like yeah, yeah, like I a know. car show. It was really yeah, exactly yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and then we said, um, I bet we can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as soon as we say the following words. I bet we can build one for less, you know. Well, that's not our work, is it? And and it didn't. So we took our own three impressive sports cars and jacked them up and turned them into Dakar races. Right, now, just so you everybody listening, we've all seen it, but I'll just act like we haven't. Um, which three cars did you end up with? Uh, Jeremy was in a Jaguar F-Pace type, rather. Um, James was in a Maserati and I was in an Aston Martin DB9 Volante. That was a mistake. Well, it was a mistake, but it's fun. Uh, yeah. Is it, I mean, I, you know, did your car break itself, then fix itself? Well, now, you see, it's an interesting <laughs> point. Yes. Yes. And no. Right. Uh, it's from a time when cars were just getting clever. Yeah. And they were just starting to... Well, have they were it. trying to be clever. Yeah, they had, little, they had a little tiny brain, and all its brain could do was reach out and go, hello, is there a gearbox? And the, the gearbox could go, yeah, I'm still here, mate. Uh, the brakes, yeah, we're still here. But then occasionally it would lose a connection. So is there a gearbox? Nothing. Yeah. gearbox was there. But it wasn't telling its brain that it was there. So its brain went, I haven't got a gearbox. And it had been given the power to sort of switch the gearbox off. I said, well, you can't change gear then. But it's working. No, it's not. It's not talking to me. But it's there. So I fell out with it. I argued with that car all the way it across Mauritania. I mean, it was... It was a tale of two, two journeys, really, because there was your journey and then there was James's and Jeremy's, which was quite similar, <laughs> yes. but their car seemed to perform pretty well. Yeah. Uh, James's car ended up looking better than the original. It did. You seem to have um, vicariously designed the DBX. Yes. Which is much. now for sale. Yeah, but I did it first. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations. That's, that's okay. It says nothing. And Jeremy has the F type, of course. Now, he gave it a bit of. Was it um, uh, Lancia Stratos? It did look a bit that way, didn't oh, it? It's the cool, headlamps man. on the front. It's super yes. cool. We're nerding. It's happening. Yeah, no, we're oh, nerding. No, sorry. We'll unnerd now. Let's yeah. unnerd. Breathe um, it out. It's gone. Forget about that. Let's cars. talk about three signature shots from the show. There's the train shot, <laughs> there's the desert eye shot, and yep. then there's the Lawrence of Arabia ice cold beer shot. Yes. Speak to those, please. Uh, you've just done it. There's those three <laughs> shots. Basically, it's three old men who should know better taking inappropriate cars across inappropriate territory, and there's three really good shots in it. No, come on. <laughs> well, do you know what I love? We have reached the point where we can serve it up, and that's what that's what we want from that. We know what we want from that show. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it was a real joy to be able to release our let's be honest massive crew out into the desert. Was again. it massive? Yeah, it's huge, it was crazy. Uh, yes, Are they just so much more cinematic than they ever were before? No, they're, they're, I suppose so. They, they're afforded the time to get the shots. Um, and do you have to go to places like the desert now so the crew don't get shot because there's so many of them? There's not room for it. <laughs> yeah. so you can't get a shot without a cameraman in it. Um, yeah, it is. we said about craft with Steve Wright, didn't we? I mean, all due um, deference to Wilman who you mentioned earlier. Yeah, uh, the fourth Beatle. There's the craft. Yeah. Um, and he is, that, that's, your, that's what makes it. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and, and watching those guys and girls go to work, that's been the biggest privilege of the last 23 years, building that team, which never comes together on that size. Yeah. Because TV shows don't generally have that much money to throw <laughs> at the situation. So the, the size of that crew, uh, it's, and, and, and let's not forget, we're not, staying in hotels and places where we were camping because there's no... T I mean, it's quite a big campsite. Let's yeah, of course it is. Yeah. It's not the one we see. 
It's not the two bell tents and the roof tent, is it? Yeah, we all share it. No, it's quite a big... It's like a a travelling village that they set up for everybody. But it does mean that you get to see people crunching across the desert to the shower block in the morning that's temporarily put up. So we know each other pretty well. Yeah, of course you do. You know know what each other smell like, I would imagine. Yeah, bad. Bad. Oh, but there's the the peeing sequence. Yeah. That's (laughs) hilarious. Is it it true you didn't pee for like 52 hours? Oh, man, staying hydrated there. It was about a million degrees. And you could... We were, we've travelled enough to know hydration is important. Yeah, and yeah. so there's always somebody going, "You must hydrate." But you can watch somebody pour a bottle of water into their face and just watch it steam off them. It just disappears because it's so hot, so you couldn't stay hydrated. So yeah. that phrase, you know, um, if you stay in show business long enough, it just becomes a peeing competition. You it did that. Actually- <laughs> Truly <laughs> did, yeah. Apart from it was just steam and bits of gravel. Oh, there was steam everywhere. Sorry, good morning. There was steam anyway. everywhere. There was sand everywhere. Yeah. There was barely any water until the last twenty minutes. Then there's nothing but water, which seemed to be quite dicey at the end. Anyway, uh, so we've done the train, we've done the desert. We've all heard of the Bat Cave, um, but we haven't really. I hadn't heard of or witnessed the Bat Tunnel. Bat Cave. I like what you did. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a tunnel going under the mountains. We encountered a mountain ridge that we couldn't get over. We yes, found the did. tunnel, uh, and as we were going in, Jeremy pointed out there's bats. Yeah. Bats. Mm-hmm. I like bats. They're great. Can't mind bats. They're nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, over there, they they are um, credited with being a possible source a of origination for Ebola. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to drive through the tunnel. So you drove uh, through the tunnel as fast as you could yeah. to avoid the bats, not realising that at the other end there's a bit of a stoppage. Yeah. There's a minefield. It was a, an it actual was minefield. Just one of those days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it is a red zone. It, it's it's not long. You know, calm down. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> So, that so there was Clarkson a, goes through first. Yes. Now, I think he had a heads up that maybe there was a barrier and a minefield sign there. Maybe he didn't, maybe he did, right? But you definitely didn't. No. Because <laughs> you didn't. You hurtled through that the, tunnel. The idiot Brummy kept his right foot in a bit too long. So they didn't Not tell you? the first time. No, uh, I stopped and there it was. Yeah. It's quite a nice dilemma though, isn't it? But Do I we... can tell the way, because the onboard camera, you hit that barrier so hard, you <laughs> clearly didn't know it was there. No. And I was in an Aston Martin. I wouldn't, even an old one, I wouldn't do that to it. <laughs> It is in quite a state now. Yeah. I've got it home again. Have you actually? Yeah. Because uh, it's ruined. I mean, <laughs> Utterly we, we, ruined. we'll go all over the place, I suppose, um, as the show does. But towards the end, I, lo- I love the fact that, you know, in the last sort of 10 minutes, you have you have these little sort of thought pieces uh, individually in your separate cars. Yes. And you always do form a relationship with this car. And then Wilma puts the right music on and takes the right shots and really stirs up the whole thing. You know, you, you've been with these cars for a couple of weeks. We've been with you for two hours. But I was thinking, oh, no, you can't all split up from your cars. Is that, <laughs> is that how it feels? Yeah. I, I actually did a little video to myself right. on this one where it was about 8 o'clock at night and had another couple of hours of driving. We can't film anymore, it's dark. We were just pressing on because, of course, we have to do the journey for real. We've got to get there. Yeah. It's not like the camera's cut and we all get in a helicopter and hop off to a hotel. We've got to get the cars to where we're camping. And it's got to night. look like that. Yeah, well, we've got to get the cars there. Yeah. So driving through the evening, and I did a little video on my telephone saying this is, to me, um, this is a reminder of what it's like doing these trips. It's 8 o'clock, I've got at least another two hours if my car makes it the gearbox is failing the power steering is over overheating yeah. um, when I get there it'll be a bite to eat and my tent and off I go and this is my office and I panned around and the interior of the car by the end of it it's just you've lived in it for two weeks yeah so it's horrific. But there's nothing like sand and heat, is there? There's oh. nothing. I mean, you can water oil, whatever you want, wind, nice cold, stuff. rain, yeah. but sand and heat. Yeah. It also, it, it never quite reads on screen. I think it, the team have done a good job of trying to portray it, but you can't see it. You can't see heat. No. We felt it. Yeah, I know. 
How yeah. hot? I mean, it was 46 degrees on the thermometer. So I imagine in the cockpits of the cars, it was so much hotter than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was proper hot. Plus, I had to run with my heating on for a little bit to try and That's, draw That was so funny. Because <laughs> yeah. it was... Well, I, the, the problem was, I, it didn't make the film in the end. We dropped it, but I'd put underbody protection on it. Right. But that meant there's a massive V12 with oh. a bonnet on top and then metal underneath. So I was just cooking my own engine. It wasn't a brilliant... A couple of aborted drag races... Yeah, they didn't work. One of them was on what was supposed to be a disused runway, but it turned out to have cars on it. Um, because it was in the centre It's in the centre of, of, of town. Yeah. A city, actually. Yeah. And then the other one was interrupted when... If you haven't seen it, <laughs> listening, this isn't going to make a lot of sense, yeah. but Jeremy had accidentally released a jet ski on its own into the desert. Not a jet ski. Set, set it uh, free. A snowmobile. He'd, it freed yeah. a snowmobile into the desert, which subsequently caught up with us two days later and collided with um, a fuel bowser. That makes no sense, does it? No, and it no. didn't make that much sense when I watched it, if I'm being really honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got have the explosion having, for the trailer. Well, exactly. We're having a bit of fun. I, th- I think we've um, hopefully we've earned uh, the audience's indulgence. So you were gagging for a beer, um, yes. basically from the first minute to the last. Yes. And uh, you came up with the ruse that going to a British embassy might be an idea. There might be free beer there. Yeah. I'm surprised that that hasn't been something you visited before, Me or too. have you? No, uh, but it was um, actually we. It, it, it was a tremendous embassy, and the ambassador was just the loveliest yeah. guy. Really, really welcoming. He offered us tea, which was a colossal disappointment, because <laughs> all I could think of was a gin and tonic. Yeah, piping hot tea. Yeah, but by then, because it's dry, Mauritania, yeah, so yeah. it couldn't drink, which wouldn't trouble you, but troubled me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, all I could think of was a gin and tonic. I was worried that my body might just float away as dust because the molecular bonds had all I could think about was a gin and tonic rather than holding myself together. Uh, and he offered us tea. It was bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm being looked at. This is... OK, that's, stop looking at me like that. We, we we're just thinking, it. yeah, but we saw the tea on screen, but was there a cold beer to be had? I'm certainly not. In the director's cup. Absolute professional. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. It won't be like this forever, so just enjoy it while it's here. It's a really wonderful thing. And James Bay. It's about me. It's about my relationship with Lucy. It sums up so much of what went into writing this whole album. We're all works in progress. I still don't necessarily know who I am. And Depeche Mode's Dave Gahan remembering the late, great Andy Fletcher. I'll be honest with you, the first thought that came in my head was, I wish I'd been a bit kinder. Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash virginradiouk. Because, of course, James May's Amazon show is our man in wherever yes. he's in. Yeah. So he fancied the ambassador kind of vibe, doesn't he? 
I suppose he does, doesn't he? Yeah, I thought, oh, hang on a minute, something's going on here. Do you here. think it'd be any good? I don't know, but I tell you what, he... Because it's it's funny, the show's been on the air in one guise or another for, for years and years now, and, you know, we've seen you come and go as different people and, you know, various different aspects in your life. And I said on the radio, we all get the face we deserve, or we're supposed to by the age of 50, and you say a show gets the gut it deserves. <laughs> they did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we are... <laughs> There were, there were a couple of nods to that in this one. When James couldn't hear me, I was trying to attract his that attention. That was so funny. <laughs> that so was, that's Wilman leaving that in. You said, he's so old. Yeah, but you can tell that's not... Because you know how we, we make a show like that. It's, it's just sort of, right, we're doing this bit now, guys. We're going to go in the water. OK, and then we sort of improvise and play our way through it. But that was that's just genuine us being idiots. And Wilman James! left him. <laughs> There's nothing. No, we are getting on a bit. When You're I say, not, when though, I say are we? You're um, not. We should know better by now. Um, that's just alluded to the fact that it's the penultimate Grand Tour, and I'm saying it isn't. Um, I, we've sort of we've confirmed that it kind of probably is. I mean, look, what we decided years ago, um, and we'll talk about this at length later this year, because I'll be on here talking about it, I'm sure. Um, above all else, we wanted to land this thing at a time, in a place, and in a manner of our choosing. That was absolutely key to us. And we realised that, I don't know, 15 years ago, when it first got carried away and became big, it was like, well, we didn't take off on purpose. This just happened. We set out to make a car show, and it grew into something we didn't expect. So when the time comes to stop, we want to be the ones to say, stop yeah rather than any one of us for instance get us massively fired or one of us <laughs> die in a crash or any other way of it ending yeah well you've, we, you've given we, that a go it didn't work we've tried everything <laughs> we've tried to stop it in every way we can can um, i okay i'm gonna can i just say something okay as a fan right as a fan go on <laughs> i completely respect what you've just said about you wanting to be the arbiters of calling yeah. calling time but please don't do it prematurely because you think it might be better that way. You have you have to carry on doing it for as long as it's okay to do that and is is wanted, don't you? Um, I I please think we'll we'll know. Listen, we're gonna, we'll have a big conversation about this when I've, 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 I, when the time's right. We can have a proper conversation. And actually, we could we could enjoy that because right. we can really get into it. Okay, because um, we're 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 all in the media. And we're all sharing with listeners and viewers our passion and what we're doing. Yes. And if we get it right, we create a place, don't we, that we're all in together. We're all in it right now, listening or sitting in here. Um, and we've all been the beneficiaries of it working. And there's no science to that. We, there's a there's, bit there's of science. There's craft to how you execute it. Yeah. But sometimes it's got to be time and place. It's got yeah. to be that's what's required. And that's... I think if you're calculating, you're calculating your way to that, you're at risk of presenting people with a science project. Okay, you've got to be, you've got to be, um, you've got to be properly creative and engineer the way you deliver it. But that that you're delivering, you can't necessarily target completely, or it's too scientific. Um, and I think we were the beneficiaries of that. We were, we were lucky. We did the right thing at the right time. But we didn't know. One of the, one of the benefits, and I don't want to say this out loud because I don't want it to happen. But one of the benefits of there being a, a, you designating publicly or privately a finishing post is that it then makes everything you do from that point onwards even more precious. 
um and i had a sense of watching this particular episode of the grand tour and i think i you know i think it was it was the best i think it might be the best one i've ever seen uh do you feel do you consider your own programs like fans do do you think that was a good one or oh yeah well, yeah. And what, what well, you is imagine your how critical Willman is. Yeah, <laughs> massively so. Yeah, different though, different, different. Hey? Yeah, uh, we've we've had a good time over the last couple because, of course, COVID and everything. Don't even like mentioning it now, uh, but we couldn't go places, so we did those almost grand tour unplugged ones where we couldn't we couldn't have those big shots of the yeah. desert and all that beautiful stuff going on. So it fell back on us three goofing about and being childish idiots in our 50s and 60s. Um, Whereas now we could go back out in the desert and we could get those beautiful shots and that epic cinematography going on. Allied to a reminder of, oh yeah, there was a bit of charm at the heart of this. Yeah. Because there is a bit of charm. What did you think of this one? I thought it was great. I I think it's great. I think think it was lovely to see the crew doing what they do to make those amazing Um, Other things about the show. So you go to a city, uh, no, sorry, a desert town that is being eaten by the sand. Yes. And that is a genuine consequence of climate change. Uh, yeah, the desert is advancing, absolutely. Because um, the Sahara is moving by... Yeah. About two metres a year or something. That was a significant amount. Yeah. Um, and so houses are disappearing into it. They're becoming in the desert, yeah. And James was particularly taken with this town because of the library aspect of it. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, and he bored the librarian to tears. Yes, he was. How many very... libraries did this town... Oh, many, because it, it was for a, a long time as a repository of a huge amount of Wasn't it the seat of all knowledge? Yeah, it was the seat of all knowledge from the air. Yeah, absolutely. Tons and tons and tons of books, original man- manuscripts. Have you ever handled a, an ancient manuscript? No. I, I did years and years ago, yeah. and it was like about 800 years old. I took right. gloves on. But when you touch it and look at it, it's the nearest you'll get to shaking hands with the person who wrote it because wow. every pen stroke, every tiny variation in width is a result of a variation in pressure. And so it is the closest you can get to shaking hands over the decades. Beautiful things. I, the, the most precious document I've ever held is, was the uh, original pitch document for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? <laughs> was, yeah, four pages of A4 stapled in the top left-hand corner. The actual four pieces of paper that got the show made by ITV. So some, some development producer was tasked with, give us a four-pager on that and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it went all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's still going all right, apparently. <laughs> after, after I'd handled the almost um, wholly and irreplaceable ancient document, it was in the museum underground at the Vatican. Not the museum, rather. This is a repository underground. Right. Big door. Um, and I'd gone in to do that, and this was for another show years ago. The, the crew weren't allowed to come in with me. They weren't allowed to take cameras in. And as soon as I'd stepped in, and there's this amazing document, I realised, wait a minute, I've left a TV crew outside of this massive lockable door in this secret underground treasury underneath the Vatican. I know what's going to happen. And I heard the door go, ka-dung, and then locked me inside. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Before they'd shut it, I knew. Yeah, that's gonna, it did. They locked me in. Love it. Uh, Vassos. I just, I just think we need to talk about the train a bit more. It was massive, wasn't it? It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's come on. moving iron ore right, across why, the country. For, why was the train? And let's explain our uh, obsession with the train. Because uh, we needed, to, we we'd, um, bought and um, modified our cars, and we needed them delivering to where we were. And there were no roads there because we we're in the middle of the desert. Uh, but there was a train. It delivers iron ore. It transports it across the Sahara. And it's iron about, ore what? <laughs> very good. Ah! Let's just leave that. Okay. It's about two and a half kilometres long. It was massive. I know, it was ridiculous. Standing next to it, it just kept going. And there was a single shot, it was a drone shot, wasn't it? Yeah, there was. Uh, I mean, imagine if you'd have got that wrong. Well, the drone operator was sent to, oh, just grab us a couple of shots of the train, and then so he just ran it the length it of the thing, fantastic. and then panned around at the end, and Wilman just decided, Stay I'm just going to drop that in. Yeah. 
that's that's a very Wilman Ridley Scottish yeah. thing to yeah, do. Yeah, rather than cut away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, we. I, sh- I showed my son. I said, "Come and have a look at this train," and then I I, I watched it again, and yeah. then I started watching the rest of the show, and then another member of the family. Matthew says that I should I should ask you to show me the train. So we go back to the train show. And it's just every time you watch it, you just can't believe that there are things that big. It's basically in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It just goes on and on. It's a big train. It's a really... Imagine a really long train. It's like that, only longer. It's much longer. No, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it also, it just... It's so slick and brilliant and good and, you know, and all the things that you know it is. I love but taking I, credit for something I'm, I have nothing to do with because I don't. That's just... I was just thinking, you know, the research that must go into, you know, how... Because it's only, what did you say? It was filming permit number 58 in the yes. history of Mauritania. It so it's not somewhere that people ever go. What what made the producers who, whatever, Andy Wilman or Wilman say, think... Let's go to Mauritania. Well, can I can I ask a different question? Yeah. Can I reframe the question? Because mm. it's the Paris to Dakar yeah. rally route. Why 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 until now I'd go the opposite way with the question. Uh, it could go either way because you're right. I mean, it's not a place people think of going. Filming permit number fifty eight in as many years <laughs> um, suggests that. It's really it, it is difficult finding places to go, finding new places, places where there is. But this one's got to be screen Parry Dakar. Come on. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. We all wanted to do that dash along the sea. Um, just not the boring bit. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, just not the boring bit up to there. Um, yeah, and everybody loves that kind of racing, that that rally raid stuff. It's exciting. And how do you? I mean, how do you know that there's gonna be a back cave and then the minefield oh, well, and then the the eye of africa and all of, well, obviously that's quite famous but you know what i mean what always happens is and we've got a we've got to sort of string together something to go and make because we can't say mm. hi amazon thanks for that big bucket of money we'll go and spend it now and hope something fun happens so we always have got a loose idea um and in an ideal world, most of it falls away because most of what makes the show is the stuff that actually unfolds for real. So we kind of build some sort of a plan and then... Yeah, no, so you have... A, I was listening about this last week when I was on holiday not skiing. Yes, you weren't skiing. No, you weren't. I wasn't skiing. Um, you have a plan, yeah. but you don't have a strategy. <laughs> and that's why the show's <laughs> so good. That's, that's the yeah, thing. That works. That works. Because apparently this, this guy I was listening to last week when I wasn't skiing on holiday, he said, lots of people continue, c- confuse having a plan for having a strategy. Because plans, you can put them in place and you can report them to your board and you can get your employees to do it. And you've done, you've carried out your plans, but they're not a strategy. That's the secret to your success. So what's it? Hang on. Plan, strategy, what's the difference? A strategy... Yeah, so that's, a strategy, that's how to cope with, how to deal with what comes along. No, a strategy is where you want to be and a plan is how to get there. You love giving people a headache in the morning. <laughs> I've been doing it for years. Yeah. <laughs> every now and again, you, you wander into one of these like, rooms with Chris and realise, oh, hang on a minute, it's all too much. But I'm... you see, if you had a strategy, it wouldn't work. No, it, really. <laughs> but a plan, it would. Well, but yes, also, I, I, but plans are something that you put in place and that can go wrong. And a strategy is what you deal with it with, isn't it? It's Monday morning. Right, I don't know. I, oh yeah. Chat. You set it off. Um, Chris Vass, Rach Sinead, loving hearing Richard on the airwaves. Massive fan of all his work. All his work? Yes, all of his work. And can't wait for the sun job, Julie. It's out now. You don't have to wait for it. It's there. It's there. It's it done. has dropped, to has use dropped. The, uh, the phrase. <laughs> that, that, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's dropped. Yeah. Hi, Chris, yeah. the team, Richard Hammond, James May, Jeremy Clarkson, legends in their own lifetimes. They have brought so much joy to us by doing what they do. Please tell Richard, never stop. See? Well, I can't do anything else. I mean, there is that. Well, you can. <laughs> we are one There's your other lovely now. show. Yes. Morning, Scott. Come on, tell slowly, us. Slowly ruining me. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm no better a businessman than I was. So you are? Not really. No. Because you don't have a strategy. It's That's really, really, really difficult. <laughs> I should read one of those books with things like strategy and planning. Yeah. yeah. It's only a nine, it's a nine minute TED Talk or whatever it is. It's brilliant. By the way, tomorrow on the show, we've got Chris Anderson, who runs TED Talks. Really? I know. That's heavy duty, isn't it's it? It's unbelievable. Must be like massively brainy. He's massively brainy. He's written a book about gratitude and kind, kindliness um, and generosity. Um, but he runs the whole of TED Talks. How did you get to run the whole of TED Talks? It's in his, but it's in the book because he's, he had a different company. He was quite a digital techie kind of guy, and he worked for TED Talks. And then the guy who founded TED Talks stepped aside. He took it over, made it a non-profit, and the rest is. I mean, the first, the story about the first six, they put the first six ever TED Talks up on YouTube as an experiment, and within about a minute they had. 10,000 views and then the next day they had 100,000 and by the end of the week they had millions of views they thought oh this seems like it's working mm. this, could, this could catch on yeah. this, this, could, this could go somewhere yeah fair deal um, so the last 70 miles of your show yes. is on the beach why is the last 70 miles of the latest grand tour the sand job on the beach because that's the way they used to finish those are the glamour shots uh, from back in the day the Paris Dakar race that's where the races would blast along the sea and it was those were the helicopter epic. shots yeah all of that yeah all yeah, of that. Yeah. And so we wanted to recreate some of that. And we did. It was good fun. Some of that. Because there's a twist at the end. And we won't say what it is. Uh, yeah, but there's a genuine twist at the end. Yeah, because we make shows in the real world. Um, we, we kind of create our own world that we take with us. But that world is in exi- is existing within the bigger, broader world. I was not expecting what happens else. at the end. Yeah. How... How, I mean, was it in real? Because we see Jeremy looking at his phone, he gets a message from Wilman, which often happens. Sometimes mm. it's scripted, sometimes it's not scripted. And he says, oh, I've got a message from Wilman. He says, Check your news feed. Mm. He checks the news feed. And then you can sort of tell that this again is one of those shots that you've just left in. It's a wider shot. You know, it's genuinely what was happening. I'll just keep the cameras running anyway. And that's sort of how the show ends. Yeah, it had happened that day. That was that day we realized, Oh, there's an issue. Wow. But fortunately, we had a plan, not a strategy. Or is it a strategy, not a plan? (laughs) We had the right one, whichever one that is. Well, you look very well, considering you've been up all night. It's my wife's fault. It's Mindy's fault. Mm. So what what happened last night? BAFTAs, invited to uh, by the nice people at Warner Brothers Discovery, of whom I make the workshop show. And they said, would you like to come to the BAFTAs? I'll be totally honest with you. I thought it was the TV BAFTAs. I don't know. And, and I said, you, yeah, that'd then be nice. you saw Barbie and Oppenheimer. Well, no, that, well, then then we looked at the invitation. And oh, it, right, it was the move, the film ones. Like, uh, and, oh, uh, so you, thank God you knew before you arrived. Well, and I just don't pay attention. <laughs> Honestly, we got halfway there, and it was very important that you turn up with the proper ticket. And I'd left the tickets back at the flat, oh, so we had to turn around, and then we were late. Mindy was very kind about that. I did the full, you know, when you feel your heart just, it fell through the floor of the taxi. And then I had to pipe up, we've got to go back and get the tickets. Um, and it was great fun, but Mindy is the worst possible influence. I'm a professional. I would have. <laughs> I, I would have. I would. I'm have, a professional. I would have watched the awards. Maybe had a bite to eat with yeah. the TV execs afterwards. Yeah. Very nice chat, and then called it a day. But there was an after show. She's still out, isn't she? Uh, pretty much. So Mindy decided, <laughs> let's go to that. So we did. Yeah, it's great fun. Uh, Shinny, you, you're not a car person, but you enjoyed. Um, the Grand Tour episode, uh, the sand job, and you understood a bit of it. No, there was. I would say about sort of thirty-five percent could have been in Japanese, for all I understood. Excellent. With those bits, some of it but, was in French. Well, well, I would have yeah. understood that bit a bit more. Just the car stuff, I didn't. But it, that doesn't take away from it. But it is. I would like to know, like, what was the scariest moment of doing it? Because I think, like, people who are used to watching it are probably just like, oh yeah, they're always doing this. I was like. 
when you've got the car on the crane thing going down. And that wasn't scary because I wasn't going to be hurt. No, Jeremy like, was. Well, I, just, I'm interested in, so you're not into cars at all. No. But you can you can stand to watch the show. Yeah, because you, I really like you three. Like, and I mean, I used to watch a bit of Top Gear, but just for like the bants. But yeah. then, you know, it just sort of like when you're talking about cars, I'm like, okay, whatever. But I think if people are really into something, it's yeah. compelling enough to keep you watching. It's a bit like I'll watch that show about throwing pots. I don't care about pottery. Remotely. No, but you've got, yeah. you've got a good but problem. But people are really the into it. There's that lovely man who cries if somebody throws a really nice teacup or whatever. No, I, I wouldn't. But the fact that somebody does and yeah. is that into it, I, that that draws me in. I'll watch that. No, it's it's just it's a fun thing to watch because, like, you know, I like watching you where all you're going. I like the little, you know, funny bits, the challenges you come across. But again, scary. Yeah, three middle-aged idiots, really. <laughs> Um, but did you get scared? No, on that one, I don't think I was particularly scared. Wow. I was never in an imminent danger. Oh, no, we did. Uh, crossing the river in the water. That was very nice. I didn't that like looked that. quite we scary. Were, we, yes. Mm. We, we, had to, uh, we all had to go and... You can tell by the tone of voices. There was one point when James, when it started to go over and James James says something in a tone of voice. You think, oh, that's, re- that's real. Though. Yeah, we had to go and be tested for this... Um, I can't remember the name of the... the something is this. This is yeah. uh, the, the little bugs that go in and then come... I didn't want that. Oh, yeah, they yeah. lay eggs in your liver. Yeah. We had to go. I had to go to Birmingham uh, to a tropical disease clinic. Yeah, <laughs> this is exotic, isn't it? It's got the all clear. I hope. No, I'm absolutely riddled with it. At any moment, I'm just coming just, here to shed. Well, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, so you know, you should have left the doors open. But hey. Right, the Grand Tour Sand Job available now on Prime Video. Hopefully, the first of a good few more to come, but who knows? Work in progress. Uh, news to come one way or another. Richard, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, thank you for having me. Do you know I feel better? You've lifted me. I was, uh, I, I got the car on the way here, and I said to the driver, "Oh, put him on. Please let, please, <laughs> please let him, please let him be a bit subdued." I've only ever known that once. I've known you. You were on. 10 rather than 12 out of 10. Um, only once. And I thought, let him just be like that. And then I turned and I realised, oh, he's been on holiday. Oh, no. Yeah. And there you were, rammed on 15. Good. Um, but I feel better. Good, mate. Oh, you've actually lifted me. Thank you. Um, it's, it's therapeutic. James is coming to Carfest. Are you going to come back? It's up yeah. to you. It's up yeah, to yeah, you yeah. entirely. No, I, I think I've already spoken to him. Yeah. He's I'm nailed down. He's is gonna he? Do, yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh, you can interview it. him. He can interview you. Do I do Has he been? Never been. No, I will love it. Well, Never. I'll be there as well. I think, yeah, we're going. I think, we've, down, already, I think, I think we've already spoken. You want the big one? Yeah. <laughs> Just a load of cattle prods. He might come, but will he ever leave? Remember those black and white movies where they'd have like a plasticine dinosaur and everybody's hanging off ropes off it yeah. and prodding it yes, with spears? Yes. I think of that. It'd be a bit like that. A bit of, a bit of really Lilliput with Jurassic Park thrown in. Yeah, we can all have really bad beards stuck on and run around dressed as, dressed as cavemen, prodding him with spears. <laughs> Is that it sounds too much? like to That's, me he's uh, already thinking about the next Grand Tour. <laughs> <laughs> Where might you go next time? I don't know. Who knows? Or dares to dream. Come on, you must have an idea. Yeah, I'd have forgotten by now. Honestly, I still... I can, I can turn up in a country and be there for a week before I realise I've been there before. Right, when's Smallest Cog back on? Um, we're back on late. We're in, we're in production at the moment. We're, well, we're, we're always in production. Cause, cause it's not like, <laughs> well, because it's not like we switch it off when the cameras go away. What are you doing today? What are you doing for the rest of the day? Um, I'm going back home to Ross-on-Wye and then into Hereford, hopefully this evening, but certainly tomorrow I'm back in the workshop. All right, mate. See how they're doing. I hope you're working, lads. Thank you. Um, great to see you. Nice to see you. Awesome and thanks for your lovely words. Play nice, Steve. Be good. Yeah, what well, a legend. It's the best. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and at them, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. 
We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio.